Are you an early stage founder looking to grow your SaaS? The SaaS Doc Founder Membership is a private community of ambitious SaaS founders where you can get a support network of peers, connect with like-minded founders around the globe, and learn proven strategies from industry experts to help you scale up your SaaS. If you want to get access to peer groups, investor meetings, mentor hours, and more to help you scale faster together, then visit sasdoccom forward slash founder hyphen membership to apply, or just go to sasdoccom and go up to the header menu and click on memberships. And even your application form, if it's right for you, mention the SAS Revolution show to apply for an exclusive discount. Find your SAS tribe and thrive with the SAS Doc Founder membership. I think in SAS, and especially if you look at the large group, marketing is just it's just so important and, and you need to learn because uh, it's not uh, something that works for us might not work for another company, even if it's a SaaS company. Uh, so it's it's looking what works for your ICPs and what doesn't, where, where they're active, what they're reading, uh, at what events you should be, and then just pitch, pitch, pitch and get better at, at pitching why they should use you and, and what's the value to get out of, uh, of your software. Hey everyone, welcome back to the SaaS Revolution show brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth and scale. I'm your host, Alex Thumer, and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today, and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, uh, Carl Callens, uh, CEO and co-founder at Cumul.io. Welcome, Carl. Hi, Alex. Nice to meet you. Good to have you uh, on the podcast. Where are you uh, zooming in from? Uh, I'm calling in from uh, Leuven in Belgium. Okay, and this is the, uh, but I, I only know this because it was on your LinkedIn, the Flemish part of, uh, of Belgium, right? Yeah, it's in the Flemish part of Belgium, about 20 kilometers from Brussels, uh, uh, a big university city uh, in Belgium. Maybe, maybe for those that uh, don't know what the Flemish part of Belgium means, could we uh, I- explain that we've got a lot of like US folk, like listeners, listeners from all over the world. So maybe they, they're, they're not so familiar with that term. Yeah, so, so Belgium is a, is a small company, but we do have the luck of having uh, multiple languages within the company. Uh, sorry, country. Um, so you have the Flemish uh, speaking part, you have the German-speaking part and the French-speaking uh, part, and then uh, uh, it well, and, and we often just speak English <laughs> amongst ourselves. So, in, in essence, for four languages, I think it's uh, it's something to be proud of, uh, to be honest. Uh, yeah, definitely. We often, often think that we argue a lot, but while while that might be true on a political level, I think just within the country, it, it isn't like that. Uh, we, we support the same soccer team. Uh, we It's just uh, uh, being proud of multiple languages in the, in our country. And the, and the soccer team made it to the number one ranking in the world, but didn't didn't make it to the final of the Euros. Yeah, I like England. Sorry to bring that up. Yeah, sorry, we'll move on. Well, let, let's, let's move away from uh, from uh, football then, as, as it's not about that, but we're, we're today, you, you know, looking to learn a little bit more about the, the kind of the growth story of, of Cumul.io over the last uh, sort of couple of years. But before we go into that, let, let's learn a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, who is uh, Carl Collins? Yeah, so uh, I'm founder and CEO at, uh, at Cumul.io. 
proud father of, uh, of three kids, uh, amateur uh, futsal and soccer player, uh, which made it even uh, worse uh, that we didn't go through with, uh, with the Belgians in, in the European Championship. Um, I would consider myself as a technical founder, although I, I don't necessarily have a, a computer science background. I'm an economical engineer, but I think since I was 11, I started uh, coding on my own, just um, uh, enjoying uh, building products. Um, and then uh, graduated economical engineering, went, uh, did a master's on, on innovation management, uh, started in consulting, um, yeah, I was a manager in the, in the consulting firm on purely analytics and and, uh, and data visualization. Um, I think yeah, about 15 years experience in that. Uh, and then decided with uh, with my co-founder, Haroon, um, who was at that moment also, um, uh, we were colleagues, um, uh, that we needed to create QMLIO to, to disrupt a bit the market. Um, we, we were already creating solutions for bigger companies, but there wasn't a, a, a good solution for medium-sized companies. And at the same time, we saw um, a lot of need for um, data-driven decision-making um, everywhere. Uh, the, the whole world is moving uh, forward to using more data, but at the same time, getting more insights and information from that data. Um, so th there was a lot to do and yeah. We preferred to solve it with uh, with the product and not with services. Uh, uh, how long ago did you form the uh, the company? Uh, officially, we created the company in uh, end of 2015, so I think October 2015. Uh, but it took us a little over a year um, to to create uh, to create our MVP, and then um, you know, we started commercializing. I think end end of 2016 uh, and. Mid-2017, we had our embedded analytics software. So it took us quite some time, but we were entering an existing market. So uh, that meant a lot of garage work and, uh, and, and, and coding in, in, in the dark. Uh. <laughs> good, good, good stuff. And so that, and you, so you mentioned, and we were chatting before we uh, started recording, that uh, this MVP, which you, you worked on for, you know, sort of a year, you know, sort of a year and a half, uh, before is that now like a, a, a different product from what what uh, Cumulio sort of has, or it was definitely a different uh, you know sort of version, right? Uh, uh, I think yes and no. We we uh, were still able to uh, to spin it up, so we have uh, our whole, uh, the whole history of uh, uh, of our software. So sometimes it's still fun to go back. Uh, I think it, it improved a lot, of course. Uh, uh, some things that were complex in the beginning now are very, very easy. Uh, but from the start, I think it was clear what we wanted to do and, and where we were heading uh, for. Um, we're, so we're operating in the field of, uh, of embedded analytics. So we, our clients um, are using us as a building block to add dashboards to, to their platform. Um, I think in the beginning, we, we moved towards first releasing our dashboard editor, which was a drag and drop ed editor, very easy to use. Uh, but it didn't have the embedded site in there yet. Um, but of course, uh, we, we needed to make money. We wanted to make money by, by creating a product and not by services. So we needed to put out uh, our MVP as, as soon as possible. And then from there, we, uh, we just added features until uh, we, we felt we were ready to, uh, um, to release our embedded analytics software and, and has been growing uh, pretty well uh, these last years. So, uh, 
Yeah, definitely, and and, and that that'll be, I guess, the, the focus of the conversation. Because I mean, it's, but uh, you know, as, as uh, we spoke uh, like, again before this, that you know, over the last sort of couple of years, um, the company has grown to uh, over two hundred SaaS companies using uh, you know the product, um, uh, which is really kind of great growth. And what we, what I kind of want to learn and uh, about, and you know, for the listeners' kind of sake, is then. You know how have you achieved that, right? And what are the, you know, three to four kind of things that uh, that has happened, you know, during this time that, that the the strategies that you've implemented to achieve this kind of growth and uh, really kind of take these uh, think one by one and, and, and go into those. So, um, uh, so yes, yeah, so we, we um, when we spoke, you, you mentioned about this this one of the things that that has been kind of I guess kind of uh, uh, fundamentals of the growth is the the sales joint execution program. Um, so why don't you explain uh, well, what this is uh, for those listening? Yeah, so we're operating. So you have to know we're operating in a in a market that already existed, um, where you have some big names like Microsoft, Google, IBM, etc. Uh, nobody ever got fired bringing over one one of these software in, in there. Um, so even though we have a solution that is far better uh, in terms of embedded analytics than these, you still have to convince um, that person to invest money in, in, in working with you. Uh, and so what we always try to do is uh, take away some of the complexity, but also the thresholds that there would be uh, for them to start with you. And so the joint execution program is, is one of the, uh, I think one of the interesting things that we did because um, in essence, uh, we're saying to our customers, uh, with our building block, uh, you can um, give your end customers, uh, your your own users, uh, insights in, in their data, dashboards in there. Uh, so we'll help you uh, get that feature in production. Um, and we're doing that in a, in a period from, uh, from two weeks to maximum two months, uh, where we have uh, conversations with them explaining what we um, saw in, in, in other companies happening. Uh, how you should structure your dashboards, uh, your data, et cetera. Um, and then when it's in production um, and they want to move forward, they can deduct the whole costs that they had from that joint execution program moving on. So in essence, it takes away the barrier for them to invest uh, money in a, in a proof of concept because they know if it doesn't work, then yeah, that's too bad for us because then, then we can't move forward. But if it does work, then uh, they can fully deduct uh, the cost of that proof of concept. And so it makes um, that uh, we are looking together with our customers at, uh, at the success uh, of them because uh, we, we can only be successful if they are successful. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. And it, I mean, it, it sounds like, again, well, sort of like two, two things that you're really kind of um, helping the customer make the decision to, to kind of partner with you. One, fantastic onboarding, right? You're... You're really investing in uh, in getting them like up and running and getting the product you know sort of used and uh, and saying we're not just going to leave it with you to kind of like figure out and then you're kind of giving them this guarantee uh, as well right that uh, you, you know look if, if it doesn't work then you don't have to pay you know for that you only have to pay for the licensing so yeah and also uh, yeah. showing them that, that there isn't a gap between what we say we can do and yeah. what we can do with the with the software so uh, yeah. So, so I can see how that how that would would work well, um, you, you know, in, in, in both sort of instances. And then, and then um, uh, I mean, well, actually, seeing as as you mentioned the last thing about the the uh, obsession around your customers being successful, right? So 
there's something that, that you said about the company that you you look to empower uh, you know the success of others and this goes throughout the whole team and the, the whole company culture uh, so why don't you uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about that and how that's going to help propel growth yeah so uh, when you start a SaaS company and, and uh, of course the, the aim is big we want to be the uh, most important player in, in field of embedded analytics but you still have to take into account that people buy from people uh, and the, uh, people trust people. Uh, and that means that um, uh, getting uh, testimonials or uh, people being uh, proud or, or uh, talking in an advocate kind of way about your software is, is, is the most important thing. It's not only fun as a, as a product builder because you see people enjoying your product, but at the same time you see it's successful and they will talk about it and, and that uh, that, um, that helps moving forward and, and, and growing quicker and, and building on brand awareness. Um, because we're positioning ourselves as a building block, um, the only way of succeeding in that is making sure that our customers are successful. Um, what we are doing is something that uh, that isn't done on, on, uh, on, on the domain of dashboards uh, per se, but has been done in, in other domains. Uh, today, nobody develops their own payment solution. Um, they, they use Stripe as a building block. Uh, same for communication, they, they use Intercom as a, as a building block. And, and in essence, you could say for dashboards, that's, it's the same thing because dashboards today are a commodity. People are expecting it uh, to be in software. They're expecting to get insights if they put data into your platform. Um, but at the same time, it's something very hard to create. And so ideally you use a building block for that. Um, and that's why we, we created Cumulio to, to create something that abstracts away the complexity and makes um, things easy to, uh, to help your customers. But um, it, we, everybody in, 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 in the team, in, in the company, always keeps in mind that um, our, our customers have to be successful, not only on product level, because if they're not successful on product level, then it hurts your company, not only on sales, but also on development power, R&D, et cetera, because you have to shift. Uh, so uh, whenever we build a feature, um, we always think of what could that mean for our customers today, but also in two years and three years. We, we have a, 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 very, a, a fairly um, uh, detailed plan on where we want to be, for example, already in two years always with the success of our customers uh, in mind. But same goes on, on marketing level, uh, where we're creating content that we know that would help them uh, be successful even faster um, by using us and, and with that content. Same, same in sales, same in the sales process, like I mentioned with the joint execution program. And so almost everybody within the company, I would say is client facing, just to make sure that everybody working for us understands how our customers are getting value out of uh, uh, out of using us yeah no, no, no and that, that's that's fantastic and I think more certainly more companies should do that and have you, you know everybody or a lot of people client facing and speaking to the customers more I mean the um, uh, I read that uh, saying that uh, you, know, you know there's uh, two ways really to kind of get a pulse you know, a real kind of pulse on the uh, on the companies is one, speak to your team and your employees, right? The other is speak to your customers. Yeah. And, and often many companies don't do both enough, right? Um, and, uh, you, you know, we can be guilty of that, right? So the more we can speak to the customers, the better we understand, you, you know, like how we can help them, what the, you know, what the value is that's, uh, that we're bringing them. So great to see that that's been uh, uh, beneficial for you guys. 
Yeah, and I think it's even more powerful if if you don't have to ask your customers to talk about you, but they do it from uh, by themselves. So that that's even uh, that's even better. Uh, so that that's in in essence what we're aiming for. Of course, it's it's uh, uh, it's never finished, right? No, definitely. And do you in in terms of um, again, it's a difficult one, but like around word of mouth and so like measuring that is is. is do you look at like things like NPS to uh, yeah. to measure measure that? Well, every every three months we do an NPS, um, and then uh, we're we're also starting up building uh, out uh, an ambassadorship program, but also um, looking at community building where um, yeah we, we have clients doing some fantastic things and it just, and and they could inspire other clients uh, and and they should be proud of what they're building so. Uh, trying to um, uh, to make that that possible um, as well, but in MPS, uh, as as we're just solely focused on on building a great product, I think it's essential. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. And and you know, I we've got a um, a program with the SaaS founder membership where uh, early stage SaaS founders um, or you know SaaS founders that are looking to kind of grow to ten million in revenue. We bring them together, you know, uh, sort of for peer groups, for workshops, um, you know, for mentorship and on, online community. So I'm speaking to a lot of uh, the founders then on a regular basis. And marketing seems to be like the, the kind of the biggest problem, uh, you, you know, for, for many, right, in terms of, uh, you know, getting more customers, lead gen, demand gen, um, positioning, you know, and so on and, and so forth. Um but what you you've done is uh, obviously sort of recognise that marketing you know, is is pretty important very early on, and the second hire in the business you know was uh, uh, was a full time marketer. Uh, so you talked about start marketing start starting marketing early, you know being one of the key things that really kind of helped in the growth. So to dive into that, like tell us like why was the second hire a marketer, you know, and what are the, some of the things that you've done to really kind of help with this uh, with this growth. Yeah, I, I, it always depends on on uh, on who your target customers are, right? Uh, so our ICP uh, is SaaS uh, SaaS companies. Uh, SaaS companies are using us as a building block. There, there's a lot of SaaS companies. If if you would just have um, an ICP of let's say uh, ten enterprise companies, it doesn't make that much sense to early invest in, in marketing. For us, it does because there's more than two hundred thousand uh, SaaS companies worldwide. Um, from the beginning, uh, we we knew that marketing was going to be important because we're 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 operating from from Belgium. Okay, we now have offices in uh, in New York as well, uh, but uh, we had to be global from the beginning and from the beginning aim aim big um, and be um, uh, be very outspoken on on what we do, but also um, on on what we make possible. And um, marketing is is not a is not a a technical job per se in the sense that um, um, because it was the second hire we needed uh, to explain her what we were going to do because she never worked in the field of analytics um, and just by explaining it by having conversations about it um, we were shaping already the way how we uh, would present uh, for example our embedded analytics software and it, it's always doing testing um, adapting a bit asking your customers um, how they would position yourself, uh, what they believe um, uh, we are achieving with Tumlayo, what they believe um, is important. Um, 
And it's it's something that takes time to be successful. Um, uh, we we uh, there's a lot of things that we're doing very successfully, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that we're still testing, and some of the tests does, uh, don't work. Um, and and then you just try something else, and if it works, you double down on it, and and that's how you grow. I I wouldn't say there's magic behind it, uh, but if you start early, you learn early. Um, and, and it just helps growing um, uh, faster if you do it earlier. Some, some people just wait until they have the perfect uh, product and then expect, okay, we'll now hire a marketeer and in three months we'll be successful. It, that, then that's way too late. Uh, you need to start early. Even uh, I would say it, uh, it could make sense even um, if, you, if you're not commercializing yet and it's more about how to position, how to... Um, how to attract early uh, um, early customers, early users, early beta testers. Uh, I think in SaaS and, and especially if you uh, if you look at the large group, marketing is just is just so important and and you need to learn because uh, uh, it's not uh, something that works for us might not work for another company even if it's a SaaS company. Uh, so it's it's looking what works for your ICPs. Uh, um, and what doesn't, where, where they're active, what they're reading, um, uh, at what events you should be, um, and, and then just pitch, 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 and, and, and get better at, uh, at pitching why they should use you and, and what's the value to get out of, uh, of your software. Uh, obviously, something we're doing at the moment is content marketing. Um, how have you approached sort of content marketing? Uh, you know, like when did you start that? You know, as a business, obviously this is something that you you know it compounds. You know, the more sort of content that, that you do, but yeah, interested in your, your content marketing approach. Yeah, so um, we always did it internally. Uh, so we didn't um, uh, we didn't work with agencies to do that for us because we're very focused on our product. Uh, we wanted to make sure that. What we're putting out uh, is uh, is spot on with what we want to, uh, what we see as a vision for the company, but also for the market. Um, and we always uh, try to look at content that um, that helps uh, our customers. And so we're we're offering a very uh, um, we're offering a solution that works across multiple domains. But of course, when you talk about uh, to your customer. Uh, uh, let's say talking in, in, uh, to a customer in, uh, in logistics, then they're not interested in seeing how it works for a sales domain or marketing domain. No, they want to, they, they want to get um, insights on how can I monetize, for example, dashboards uh, on logistics, what are some key performance metrics uh, I can supply to my, uh, to my customers. And so what we did is um, we looked at the, the current customers uh, we had uh, and the ones that, that, that wanted to do a testimonial around it. We talked to them and, and, and get to know what is, uh, what is important for their uh, area of domain. And we started creating content that was specific to that domain uh, so that we helped um, our customers by being more specific, less generalistic, uh, I, uh, we, we never put out something like uh, the five best things or 10 best things, which is just clickbait, but never helps your, uh, never helps your customer there. We always try to, uh, to create dashboards that were either inspiring um, or content that helped them uh, set up their, um, their, their architecture um, and giving ideas on, on how they can open up analytics to their, uh, to their own customers.
I think it's it's very important to understand who your um, ideal customer profile is, but then also if there's multiple, uh, look at them, where are they active? Uh, what do they need to be successful in their job? Uh, how can they make uh, their company successful? And then um, and and make content as valuable for them. And what about it's 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 better to have less content but very quality content uh, than than to have something where people might click on a lot and in terms of uh, uh, on, on on clicks would be successful but in terms of conversion uh, would uh, would never have any uh, meaningful impact. You did a product hunt launch. Obviously, a lot of SaaS companies are on. Uh, on product hunt and a lot of SaaS companies do product hunt launches. So, but I'm curious to, so it's probably less about why did you do it because many companies do do it, but like what, what was the, the kind of results? Like how, how did you go about it? Like, you know, what was the kind of result of that? And is it, is it a short term kind of result or do you still, you know, is that something that which brings uh, results, you know, over a long term? Um, I, I think as a company and, and especially SaaS companies should do it. Um, not only uh, for lead generation on, on sales and marketing level, but also uh, because um, it helps um, your whole company know how to pitch Cumulio, how to uh, uh, what we believe uh, should be out there externally, and so working together as a team on, on an external launch. I think that's that's crucial, and that's something that that you see working for a longer period. Of course, uh, if you look at sales and marketing, then then it's it's when you launch on product hunts, uh, you need to make sure that you're in the top five, etc. Uh, but I, I, I would say it helps in terms of uh, it, there, there's a, a short period where you see a peak and, and, and lots of new trials are starting. Uh, but then it helps also in, in terms of brand awareness and, um, and, and you have some longer um, term effects. But the, the thing is, if you do it, try to do it very well, try to prepare yourself, aim for being in the top five always, um, and, and take your time to, 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 uh, to prepare it with, with the whole team, because there's also a lot of value in that. Can I assume that you made it into the top five? Yeah, yeah we made it into yeah. the top five. <laughs> and, and can you give us one tip to make it into the top five? Um, there, there's a there, there are several tips you can take. There's a lot of blog posts on uh, on companies that that done it successfully. There's another Belgian company called Salesflare, um, which uh, we discussed with and and, and that helped us uh, in there as well. Um, and so I, I think uh, I, I I cannot take credit for some things that they they told us to do it. But uh, there's a good blog post from Salesflare uh, on that, um, and it's really about good preparation. Um, being ready with your team, um, making sure you you have a, a good person posting you, um, already preparing on, on some answers uh, you got there, making sure the the visuals are are well, people are um, uh, are enticed into looking further and they're um, having the banner on your landing page, etc. A lot, again, nothing rocket science, but uh, good preparation is is half of the work. Yeah. Awesome, good stuff. And, and as we come to the end of the uh, the podcast, uh, what's next for for Cumulio? Like, so as you you're over two hundred companies now, you know, how are we going to get to you know four hundred, you know five hundred, um, uh, and what what sort of time frame uh, are you looking at? Uh, I think it's going pretty well. So uh, I'm I'm 
I'm very looking forward uh, to the to the next coming months and and uh, and, and year. Um, we started off from Belgium, but it's uh, we're today we're active in 31 countries, and uh, only about 30% is uh, is coming from Belgium. Um, it's already more than 25% coming from the U.S. For us, it's a, it's a big. Uh, big growing market so we're we're growing our team there as well um and, and looking forward to to double and triple uh the the coming year um in the us there's there's a lots of uh interesting things uh, that we're currently working on on the product I, I can't say too much about it but um it's it's uh, enabling uh, end customers of, of our clients even more into um, making sure they get the right information at the right moment in time within their context uh, because um, e even though the whole world is, is evolving more to data-driven decision making we we need to make sure that uh, people are not confronted with information overload um, and and you can avoid that by the, by becoming more context specific and making sure that you're very close to uh, to the insights your uh, your users are, are looking for and so we're enabling a lot of things there but Probably by uh, end of this quarter and beginning of next quarter, uh, we'll have a, a, a new big launch um, at, the, at the latest end of this year, probably also uh, via product uh, hunt. Uh, so uh, you'll, you'll see that coming. Cool. Very good. Very good stuff. Well, look, uh, Carl, very uh, great to have you as a, a guest on the, on the SAS Revolution show for the first time. Thanks for sharing um, this sort of the growth stories, uh, you, you know. Uh, it seems like you've had some uh, great growth, and uh, and wishing you, uh, you you know further great growth uh, uh, for the future. But appreciate sharing with the with the SaaS talk audience. Yeah, it was a, it was really nice having this talk here. So thanks for that. No problem. Uh, great stuff. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SASDOC conferences around the world.